It's here, like really here. Welcome to the first ever Living Courageously podcast. It has been a journey that has brought me to this moment and I am truly inspired to share with you in this new way, at least a new way for me. Welcome to the Living Courageously podcast. This is a place where women can really connect with themselves through the lens of courage. What does courage mean to you? What does it look like to live a courageous life? What does it mean to turn these dreams and these thoughts and these visions into these lived experiences and these realities? I'm your host, Ashley Strong-Smith. In this lifetime, I've been blessed to continuously live through a place of courage, turning my dreams into realities and truly experiencing a life that is far better than I could have ever imagined. My greatest inspiration is bringing the very tools, rituals, practices, and tangible resources to you alongside the courageous women that you'll meet here. Ultimately building a community around women choosing courage over fear, creating their dream lives. Episode one is all about my journey. Everything that has been that has brought me to this very point. As much as I honor the present, I truly believe we have to give recognition to our past and our history and our story to really be fully present in where we are today. I'm going to go back. I'll try not to go too far back. Really fun fact. I was born in Missouri, but didn't grow up in Missouri. My mother moved us out to California. I was raised by the beach my entire life, truly so blessed to be able to do so, in a little town called Oceanside. Super fun. It's been getting very revamped. Why Oceanside is so pivotal in my story is because it really is one of the most diverse places I've ever lived. It just gave me a foundation to be exposed to all of these cultures and just phenomenal people who lived in a way that was different than what I grew up in. And I think that is so crucial because I've just recently was having a conversation with a friend where it's so easy to view the world strictly from the lens of the environments in which we live in and to be able to be in a space that challenges what you've ever known is one of the most enriching and nourishing experiences. And it really ignited me wanting to go to college at Cal State Long Beach. I went to Long Beach State. Yes, their mascot is a dirt bag. Long Beach and my experience at Long Beach State really turned into one of the most powerful experiences that kind of started my foundation because for the first time in my life, I had the space to really figure out and express who was Ashley. What was I into? What what did I want? Why did I want it? I studied Africana studies and business marketing to really bring to life the things that I did want. I grew up on reggae music. I loved reggae music. The more I started taking Africana studies courses, the more my reggae music started to make sense because like the grandfathers of reggae music, their music talks about African history. And so I dove deep into that. Why I also did business marketing is because I had a passion for working a nonprofit. When I was in college, I wanted to really go into the Peace Corps. I even like had application in hand and I chickened out because I didn't want to do a 27 month commitment. It's two years of being in the Peace Corps and then three months on top of that of in cultural training. While in college, I started to intern for the local PBS station. At that time, I was living in Long Beach and they were located in Huntington Beach. 
what was an internship quickly turned into a job opportunity, which quickly turned into just a foundation of me taking on so many different roles within this nonprofit and really supporting superior people and learning how to get scrappy. What I ultimately wound up doing was writing grants and hosting community engagement events. So I would pull out the filmmakers or whoever these documentaries were centered around and create events and communities to really bring to life the education and story behind why these documentaries were created and why it was so important. Although I loved my job, I excelled pretty quickly at it. I knew in my hearts of hearts it wasn't what I was put on this earth to do. And one very, very loud day, I was sitting in my cubicle and something just told me, you'll you'll quickly learn. I hear a lot of voices and more recently I've started seeing visuals, but that's a whole nother podcast episode. I literally was sitting there and all I kept hearing was, are you living or are you just existing? Are you actually living or are you just existing? And I just did laps outside. There was this little fountain in the courtyard. I had truly realized at that point in my life, I was simply going through the motions, doing what I was supposed to do or what I thought I should be doing because I had a job that was a nine to five with benefits and my title was fancy. I quickly did something about that voice. One of my biggest dreams was to always live and teach in Africa. What I found out while in college is a lot of these programs you do have to pay to teach in Africa because of the way that they're structured and I never had the financial stability to be able to do so. This was no longer going to be an excuse. I did a bunch of research and found a phenomenal program, shout out to World Teach, where I applied for and got accepted to teach for three months on an island called Mafia Island off the coast of Tanzania. I went through a series of events to be able to do so. I hosted a fundraiser at my local yoga studio in Long Beach, and I actually got rid of the cutest little studio apartment and moved back home with my parents to be able to save money and make this dream a reality. I went to my boss at the time, told her I had gotten accepted to this program. I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my job. I just knew I needed to live out this dream. My job, my boss at the time looked at me, shout out to Lisa, and literally said, what do you want? I think my jaw like hit her desk because I never in my life thought she'd be asking that. What did I want? Well, I wanted to come back to my job. I wanted to come back to financial stability. I had no idea how this experience was going to affect my life. And so that's exactly what happened. They gave me a three-month sabbatical and I went and taught English in Tanzania, an island called Mafia Island where I met my now husband, a very hunky South African man, which I will get into more details on that in actually episode two, as I dive deeper into 10 of the most courageous acts that I have done. I'll tell you more about the South African man. I came home from Tanzania and quite literally didn't know what to do with myself. I had just had this experience where I was embraced and accepted into this culture that was so different than anything that I had ever known. And I feel like I found myself there. I fell in love with who Ashley is. I fell in love with having space and time to explore and connect and to just be in community and space with people. So when I came home, went back to my job, but I knew, I knew I would not be there for very long. And I quickly came up with a plan. 
I had a plan where at nights and weekends, I did two things. First, I got my TEFL certification, which is teaching English as a foreign language. Then I got my yoga certification because I knew I wanted tools to be able to live and teach around the world. I then went to my boss one day after having an anxiety attack because I knew I was working on all of the stuff outside of work while I was still setting these goals inside work and I really didn't want to disappoint her. But yet I didn't have the courage to tell her what I was doing because I needed my job to be able to fund what I was doing. And about one day, I was about three months out from when I knew I wanted to leave. I had to tell my boss and I told my boss exactly what I'm doing. And she looked at me and she said, I've been wondering when this is going to happen. And I cried and cried and cried in her office because the fact that she had seen me so clearly and I hadn't seen myself was just a really like, oh, was it just one of the most beautiful, uplifting experiences. So I said goodbye to my career at PBS and I ventured. Oh, did I venture? I spent the first month in South Africa with that man that I met in Tanzania and completely fell in love. Knew we would give it a a shot, but didn't know I would fall in love the way that I fell in love. Oh, was it beautiful. While I was in South Africa though, I actually accepted a year long teaching job to go teach English in Costa Rica. So I did that. I went from South Africa to Costa Rica. I lived in the city in San Jose and I taught English primarily to adults that were working for American companies that also had uh, presence in other countries. And while I was there in Costa Rica, we were trying to figure out ways for Dan, the hunky South African man, my husband and I to be able to be together. And what we quickly realized was that I needed to go back to South Africa. And so what was supposed to be a year in Costa Rica turned into six months in Costa Rica. And I let them know at the halfway point that I wouldn't be continuing on further. Although a very difficult decision to make because when I make a commitment, you better believe that I want to follow it through and that I do my very, very best to follow it through with everything that I have, but I knew I needed to go be with Dan. So went back to South Africa. Universe has a way of supporting you when you ask for it. We quickly got offered a job to go back to the very island where we met, Mafia Island, Tanzania, for six months. We would together run a well shark conservation camp as well as an intern program. And I would run some marketing promotional stuff for a treehouse lodge that the owners also owned. Meanwhile, in between, I also taught yoga and got to reconnect with all of the people that became my family when I was there the first time. After the six months was up, I went back to South Africa. And at that point, we had started my husband's K-1 fiance visa process to be able to get him to the United States. What we naively thought would be me heading back to the States in 2015 and him quickly following turned into a three and a half year battle of getting his visa approved to come to the States. That again, you got to tune in to episode two to hear more of those details because that will be a part of 10 of the most courageous things that I have done. I had been taking photos my whole life. I mean, after all, my first job ever was working at the local scrapbooking store where on Friday nights I taught scrapbooking classes to no offense, but old ladies. It was the most amazing thing. And I just, after all of the travels and experiences of living around the world, I knew that it was time to really bring photography to light in this new way. 
And so I launched my photography business in the guest bedroom of my parents' home, literally reached out to every single person that I knew, let them know what I was doing. And I would sit there for hours upon hours going through this thing. It's called the book of list. It's like this huge book that you get. Um, at the time it was from Orange County. I don't know if they do it in multiple counties, um, where it basically went over all of the nonprofits in the area. And I sat there calling every single one of them, asking to talk to their marketing director and seeing if they needed a photographer that literally ignited what has been a business for eight years where I have documented nearly a thousand events from engagements to weddings to, oh my gosh, proposals to pregnancies, to birth, to adding another child to the family, to anniversaries, to deaths, to like everything in between. Throughout the entire process, what really kept me grounded and focused was I fell in love with personal development and personal growth and really just spent so much intentional time reading inspirational books, answering questions, listening to podcasts, connecting deeper with spirit and really getting to know the foundation, understanding the why behind what I was doing, understand the commitment that I had to my clients, understanding what really moved me and how to create this an intentional business. And as a result, because I was so clear and so intentional and so grounded in everything thing that I did, my business expanded rapidly. I went from documenting one thing a week to documenting six things a week, from documenting six weddings in one year to 36 weddings in a year to being published in dozens of publications and having hundreds upon hundreds of five-star reviews across multiple platforms. And it really was one of the greatest foundations and blessings that I got to experience. I really fell in love with human beings, with this power of love. Love is the greatest vibration we will ever know as humans. And I got to witness that time and time and time again. And so through getting to witness these acts of love, it embodied love in me. And like, the more I shot, the more I wanted to shoot. And then the pandemic happened. Oh, that word. Why that is such a monumental moment is because there was a point during the pandemic where that same question, the one that happened when I was working in the cubicle at PBS, started clicking again. Are you just existing or are you actually living? Are you just existing or are you actually living? At that time, I was a new mom. My daughter was like nine months old. We were living in an apartment in San Clemente, which was gorgeous, and we were spending our times hiking, but I just had this sense and this feeling after bringing my daughter into this world that my purpose was shifting, that what I was meant to do was changing yet again. So what did this look like? I started to really explore. Did I want to share my mom journey? Did I want to share more about my entrepreneur journey? Did I want to keep photographing stuff? Did I want to work with other photographers? And so in 2000 and oh gosh, what date are we in? 2021, I launched what was my mentoring program for other photographers. So I really wanted to support photographers and helping them build these intentional businesses and create these just like memorable connections with their clients. 
I did a few of those and so grateful for the photographers that I was able to work with. But again, I knew that it wasn't it and that there was still more. Right around this time, we were so blessed to be able to buy our first home up in the San Bernardino Mountains. We're in a very small town called Running Springs with elevation of 6,200 feet. Proper seasons, proper snow, completely surrounded by redwoods and trees that are like stories upon stories high. I quickly tapped back into the same feeling that I had tapped into when I was living on Mafia Island, Tanzania the first time while I was teaching English. I didn't know that I could tap into this feeling here in the United States. I always thought it was something that just happened when I was outside of here. And I rediscovered that same Ashley that I fell in love with. And it hit me and hit me hard. My passion for and my love for personal growth and personal development, I knew that that needed to be the guiding light and guiding force. So at the end of last year, so what are we in? We're in 2022. So at the end of 2021, I made a decision to hire a business coach that I would work with for a year as I transitioned from being a full-time wedding photographer to moving to being a boutique photographer. So I'm still doing photography, but in a way smaller scale. Why? Because through all of this exploration this year, I have launched my Courage Coaching. Oh, has it been one of the most liberating experiences and might I say courageous experiences. I have the honor now to be able to share all of the things that I've been doing behind the scenes since I lost my, even before then. So I launched my business in 2015, but even before then, I was doing the work to be able to live this deeper, more intentional, courageous life. I have been so blessed to know that this life is ours. We are the people in charge of living it. If we want something to happen, we've got to do it. Have the courage to stand up and do it. Here I am today. I am finishing out my last full wedding season ever where I have 24 weddings this year. And after this year, I will have no more than six weddings. In addition to that, I am currently coaching two phenomenally inspirational women through my Courage Coaching program where they have the opportunity of either doing it over a three-month period or a six-month period where we really spend the time creating and building this foundation then really getting clear on goals and what it is that is like brewing and wanting to come to life inside of them. And then it's creating an actionable plan, how to bring these in to life. When I'm not photographing or coaching women, I am truly indulging in nature. We have a home that is surrounded by trees. My daughter is now three years old. My goodness, she is just so much fun and so adventurous and so rambunctious and just the truest expression of love that I have ever known. And when my husband's home, because he's a firefighter for Orange County and has gone a lot, we are spending as much family time together. We have what we call a little zoo over here. So we have an 11-month-old German Shepherd Border Collie mix 
and three cats and a toddler. It is real fun with this mountain life. I am truly so grateful that you are here. I hope that you enjoy the content that is going to be shared throughout this process. This first one is a little bit about my journey or a lot about my journey. The second one is really tapping in to the courageous acts I've done as one of the biggest things and way that I look and support, look at and support other women is through the lens of courage. And then it's going to expand from there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here until next time. Keep being your courageous self.